If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, an escape pod where two bearded, uh, what's this say? I put here, an escape pod where two, an escape pod where two bearded peas plea for the places of horror films. I don't know, I don't know what I meant by that. I think I was going to put like just... peas in the pod sort of thing, and then, and then an escape pod came at the last moment because it was an alien spaceship sort of thing, and I was like, that's... You've given yourself a very complicated thing to say to open the episode, which is, I think, yeah. that's where you've gone wrong. It's just, uh, well, there's a tongue twister. Give yourself a chance, man. Yeah, give 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 Pete a chance. <laughs> give Pete a chance, exactly. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast with two bearded film fans. Watch the best 50 films, best 50 horror films ever, and then talk about them. Wow, okay, let's uh, start the episode. <laughs> um, how's it going, man? Are you all right? Here we are. Good, my name man. is Luke Condor VK, and I'm joined by my regular <laughs> co-host, <laughs> Ben Arrington. Ben Arrington, good. Yeah, yeah we're doing uh, are well. you, I'm okay, Luke. Are you okay? I mean, that's yeah. that's the important question. That's it's the, the heat. That's... It's the heat. It's the I've got heat fatigue. Yeah, you've got a couple of layers on as well. Well, under this is sure just a vest top, and you're wearing a vest top as well. And one best stop per podcast <laughs> is about. <laughs> it's pretty hot. It's pretty hot. Do you think just people get carried away? If we were both in vest tops, people would be like, "This is the sexiest horror podcast I've ever listened to." Well, that's a, that's a better answer than the fact that I've got hairy shoulders and don't uh, like to oh, show them off. No, we're oh. too sexy. Is the uh, is the, is yeah. the answer? You yeah. should show off the hairy shoulders because I think people, you know, everyone likes something. There's a lot of people out there probably everyone think everyone oh, likes bloody- something. I love, I love Harry Shoulders. <laughs> you big piece of something, you. <laughs> you big piece of... Oh, yes, sorry. Yeah. Ain't you something. Okay, uh, so other horror guffs before we go on to the main film of the evening. Uh, have you done any guffs this past couple of weeks? Well, well. <laughs> well, 
Um, I've watched. Well, I saw. Well, I saw um, Unsane recently. Oh, yeah. The iPhone so, well, movie. The iPhone movie shot entirely on an iPhone Seven, which is incredibly interesting. Uh, directed by Steven Soderbergh and it's starring Claire Foy in a very good. It's like a good psychological thrillery, horrory. You know, mm. it's good. I like it. It's very unnerving, very unsettling. I don't know, kind of like the same word. Um, but I liked it, and you don't really notice it's made by iPhone. Like you never think of that, really. It's just got this sort of like lo-fi, kind of a bit grainy, yeah, nice sort of look to it. But I feel like if it, if if it looked any any different, the film wouldn't have been as effective for me. But yeah, I liked it. So the basic the basic plot. Do you know much about it? Or... Woman is stalked and goes to a mental asylum where they're telling her the stalker isn't real. Yeah. So basically, right? a, a woman's like got a stalker. She goes to get some sort of um, therapy slash advice. Yeah. And then she ends up like involuntarily committed to like a mental institution where like people are just like, mm. is it horror or is it like a, it's not horror, I guess, but you I mean, okay. it could be considered a horror film, but it's more like psychological yeah. thriller, but it does have a few horror elements in it. Okay. And especially like towards the end, it goes a certain direction, but yeah, I mean a really good cast. I was kind of, I was kind of there, a random couple, a random couple of um, cameos Right. I was a bit like, what? <laughs> so I won't ruin what the cameos are. Jeremy Corbyn. Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> Jesus. <Jeremy laughs> David Dickinson. Yeah. <laughs> just wasn't expecting this at all. That's, wasn't okay, that. Diego Maradona <laughs> was in. Was yeah. Turned up. Yeah. So that was. I mean, it was good. I mean, there's not much more to say. I think, as a, in terms of like a lead performance, it was it was good. I was really. I was there with her plight the whole way, um, yeah. and I was convinced she was like quite a quite a complicated character. Um, insane is a bit of it. I don't know if I like that that name. It seems a bit like a. Oh, you're insane, are you? Well, I'm insane. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even insane. I'm insane. It's like the uh, like when you're a, like you start a band when you're 14. You start playing guitar. You start thinking yeah. of a name. Oh, what's, let's give a cool name. We had uh, our band was called Reckless Erection, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> insane. That's we had, we had another, Yeah, we had another one that was that was very light. Insane. What's it called? Pyrotherapy. <laughs> Yeah, oh, and I was like, oh god, that's such a terrible god. name. Such a terrible name. What if name. someone had therapy by getting their balls burned? <laughs> <laughs> Pyrotherapy, got it. Yeah, we yeah. had one called uh We Never Used to Know How to End Songs when we were writing songs back in the day. This is when we were yeah. like sixteen, seventeen. So we called our band Indefinite Ending. And that stayed with us Interesting. for a little while. Indefinite ending. What is it? What does it mean? <laughs> it's, it's got so many meanings. I don't know, it doesn't remember. <laughs> indefinite ending. See, with Reckless Erection, we were like, that's on point. Literally on point. That's but, on uh, point. Same yeah. song. Pyrotherapy. Pyrotherapy, we were trying to do like a Fear Factory sounding name. It oh. came out so bad. But um, Like a Ramstein um, stage stage performance, uh, stage yeah. show. Just like, uh, ending. I like that one. Flame yeah. You like it, do you? Flamethrower's yeah. coming out here. Yeah. Bollocks. Eyeballs. <laughs> Bollocks. Bollocks in there. And now on the stage, Unsane. Sounds like Rush. Yeah, and there was that. I've seen a, yeah. I've seen a few other things. I've been spending a lot of time playing God of War on PS4, which is uh, I've which very is great. Jealous. You keep putting screenshots up, and I oh, keep man. thinking I want to play that. And I look at oh. the price how much it is, and I'm like, I don't, uh, don't want to play it that uh, much. You're more, welcome, you're more than welcome to to borrow it after me. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll drop it round, mate. I'll drop it round your house. I'll, I'll come okay. up to Manchester and just knock on your yeah. door. Uh, yeah, it's great. It looks great. Um, there's loads of great creatures in it. The story's really good. It took me a while to get to get to grips because it's quite a complicated sort of like leveling up system mm. and combat system. 
And it, but it took me a while to get my head around it, and and now I've kind of like think I've got my head around it. So it's great. Now you and, are uh, the god of war. Now I am the god of war. Interesting. Yeah. Your beard is looking very Kratosy. Uh, are you, you going to put a... some? Uh, I don't know. Foundation on where he's got on his skin. Yeah. I'll shave my head as well. Yeah. Uh, Yes, yeah, so that was good. And the last thing I've really watched I want to mention is the new Robin Williams HBO documentary, HBO, sorry, uh, Come Inside My Mind, which sounds a bit technical. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, it was sort of like about his, his everything, to, like his home life, like how, his, like how he grew up, um, how he got into the business and then sort of everything like that, but also to do with like um, just his mind, I guess, like why why there was like a pain that sort of lingered there, even though he was like one of the most hilarious people to probably have ever lived mm. um but yeah coming out of that i mean i've always been a big fan but i do kind of think he was definitely one of a kind uh so it's good to see like some of the there's like there are a couple of like monologues he delivers one where he's sort of like talking to the troops doing some sort of oh um, in um good yeah. morning vietnam yeah. another monologue he delivers where someone just what he's talking to a talk show host and a talk show host just says how is your brain up? Do you think you work at a different level to everybody else because your brain's firing off so quickly? And he stands up and just goes into this absolute unbelievable, I don't want to say rant, but it's just like this yeah. unbelievable performance where he's trying to sort of dis- dis- like discuss how his mind works. And it's unbelievable. It's just like you're just trying to think about some of the topics he d- delivers. And it's almost like mm. poetry sometimes, like he's rhyming words left, right, and center. Um, but yeah, it was. A, it's a great. I always think of Mrs. Doubtfire. You know, with the uh, it does like the rap with the dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. used to be oil or whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. But like, I, I wonder if all that came off the top of his head. I know. I mean, it seems like it seems like a lot of it did, and it's kind of made me want to go and watch um, more of his stand up because I've seen bits of his stand up, but there's a lot of sort of stuff he did in the years just before he passed away that that mm. was it seemed pretty cool. So yeah, it's kind of, and I want to go and watch. There's a, still a few films of his that I haven't seen. So I've never seen uh, The Fisher King. I've never yeah, seen... Terry Gilliam. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I've never seen that. I've never seen... I've never seen Dead Poets Society. I've never seen Dead Poets Society. Never. And yeah, so I want to go see that. And yeah, so I think I'm going to go and revisit some. And also What Dreams May Come, which I remember seeing, but I don't remember much of. So I'm going back and watching that. What is What Dreams May Come? What is that one? It's where he like has to go into into purgatory or into hell or something to discover to find his hmm. is this the richard matheson story or not mm, i don't know possibly possibly it's like late 90s isn't it i think um yeah so 1998 yeah is this richard uh, matheson uh, book yeah interesting it's a richard matheson book yeah. okay so yeah so i mean i want to see that because i have seen it because I saw a lot of the visuals in this documentary. I was like, I've definitely seen it. So after he dies in a car crash, a man searches heaven and hell for his beloved wife. Uh, nice. Yeah, so kind of rediscovered my love for that. And also want to see Awakenings again, which um, I haven't seen in a long time with uh, Robin Williams and Robert De Niro. I might, might watch that this week. Well, you just what have you watched? Of, um, well, I really want to watch Good, Good Morning Vietnam now. Because at least I really yeah. love that film. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of, I mean, speaking of documentaries, this isn't related, but you just reminded me of it. I watched the Eric Clapton documentary, uh, Twelve oh, yeah, okay. Bars of My Life, but it's called on BBC. And he was very like very similar. Like, um I've always liked Eric Clapton. And he used the same, he had like a sort of um addictive personality, you know, he sort of got into like cocaine and, and whatever they did in the seventies, acid and all that. But um that was really good. I just really liked to watch 
I really like that he came out. I didn't realize how sort of tragic his life was. I knew that something had happened to his son, but I didn't realize that he his son had fallen out of a skyscraper window. Do you know this? Oh my god! No, I didn't so, know that. So yes, yeah, so as he was coming out of his like life of drugs and stuff, he had a little boy who um his name was Connor uh, Connor Clapton, and he was like one of the reasons why he was going to get sober and and like become a better man and whatever. Um, and then at some point he was in New York and his son just uh, ran, tripped and fell out of this fifty-second uh, floor window or something. Oh, <clears throat> Jesus! Fifty-second floor, something like that. It, it was like stupidly high. Like he, he died instantly. Um, and then he, uh, Eric Clapton wrote the Tears in Heaven album after that. Tears in Heaven was about his son, uh, you know, being in heaven. And if I remember his name when he, when he meets him there and stuff, but like it, it, it's made that song like have so much more like resonance. I've always liked it, but now it's like, holy shit. That's why it's how did, so. How did he, how did he fall out the window? Did he just, so he was apparently, I think he was an assistant or a cleaner had left a window open. Apparently he's a very specific type of window. It was quite low to the ground. Um, yeah. and it had like a, a step or something. So I think the, the little boy is in like three or four, I think at the time was just running around the house, running around the, the flat or the building or whatever. Um, and then yeah. just tripped and went straight out of the window. That's yeah, horrible. Harsh. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know, but it's a good documentary. It's, it's well worth watching. Is that, is that on Netflix? On BBC iPlayer. It's okay. given me like a, I've always liked Eric Clapton, but it's given me a much like bigger, appreciation for him and, and sort of what he's done over his life what's it what's it called again clapton uh, it's like my life in 12 bars or something like that okay yeah he just he just loves having a beer yeah pretty much uh so i also man, i've watched so many horror movies like it's unbelievable <laughs> yeah. I, I watched this um shudder the streaming service shudder had like a, a, a the last drive-in which is a 24-hour marathon with joe bob briggs who i didn't really know too much about joe bob briggs apparently uh Four years ago, he was on TV in America, and he used to, he's a sort of um, hillbilly, not right word, um, Texan uh, hick sort of personality, but like yeah. he's, he's quite erudite, and he's a very smart guy, very funny, he's a bit of a, like a, a comedy character, uh, and he used to be up, like, be on like two in the morning introducing these really low budget exploitation films that no one else would put on, and he'd like be there. Um, what he's called it now, like the last drive-in movie critic, he'd called himself. And then 20 years later, he's back on TV. Um, and then 20 years again to today, he should have thought, let's do a big like 24-hour marathon with him. And he's oh, amazing. Wow. Like even the films that aren't very good, like he'll cut in every 20 minutes and he'll like just start talking about the films. And like he'll add like a, a level of like uh, uh, commentary that just sort of makes you appreciate the film a little bit more. Like even if it's mm. something ludicrous, sometimes he'll even say, this is not a good film. <laughs> This uh, is, yeah. in fact, a pretty shit film. But like the way he, he sort of talks about them and like where the film came from, that kind of thing, it really adds a lot to it. It's still on Shuddy. You can still go back and watch any of these films and it will have his commentary on there. But, um, okay, so I didn't watch all of them, but I'll just give you a quick rundown because there was so many. Tourist Trap, which is about a telekinetic killer who um, makes dolls kill people and he, he turns people into dolls potentially we don't really know how it works it doesn't really make that much sense the film like, <laughs> but it was pretty good sleepaway camp i put here maybe the best 80s slash i've ever seen ever seen it was a lot of fun had an incredible ending that was a really good film like yeah 80s slashes tend to be good you like see some cool kills but then like the it's, it's always a little bit of letdown but sleepaway camp was just a lot of fun and the ending was one of the best endings i've ever seen 
uh, Rabid, which is the Cronenberg film. By this point, I was kind of tired. I, I um, think I tuned in with you during Rabid. Oh, so right, okay, yeah. I think I, I think I had a sort of like spare 20, 30 minutes where yeah, um, just before I was heading out, I think. So I tuned in with you. So I saw this yeah. guy, this this uh, sort of Texan Texan dude, and I oh, yeah, watched, course, a, yeah, watched yeah. a little bit of yeah. film with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which was cool. It was good yeah. to... We'll, we'll obviously have to do that again where we're watching a film at the same time. Yeah, it's cool. Um, on the on the phone to each other. It's so, <laughs> so romantic. Um, Rabbit was... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I was a little bit bored by that point. I've seen so much by that point. I was a bit tired. But it, it was pretty good. Uh, the Prowler, again, I don't remember that much about it, but I remember the Tom Savini kill effects being almost oh, okay. too good. They were like kind of difficult to watch because they were so painfully real. Yeah. Um, sorority babes in the slime ball bowlerama. Oh wow! About, like... now, now I'm interested. <laughs> um, it's half naked women and nerdy boys discover a jive talking imp trapped inside a bowling trophy, and they let the, the, <laughs> they, let the they let the imp out. And the imp's like a little goblin. Jive talking imp was it John Travolta? He was there. Uh, you remember those bog boglins? Remember those toys? Boglins. Yeah. He yeah. looked like one of them, but it was like, hey, sister. We had like a proper like what are you talking about sort of voice. I'm going to get e- you. <laughs> was it evil? It was evil, yeah. So it granted wishes. But then like in the film's Wishmaster, the wishes wouldn't, but with a very, very like less budget sort of way, the, the wishes would like, the the garb, the uh, the bars of gold turned out to be bars of wood. Like, uh, is that sort of like effects sort of level? Stitch right um, up. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. And then Daughters of Darkness, which is Belgium's best and only lesbian vampire flick. Cat watched that with me. And that was pretty good. That was uh, out of all of them. That was like had a bit of a, uh, I don't know, uh, a highbrow sort of quality to it compared to the yeah. others. Yeah, but it's good. And then last night, just to finish up, I watched Demons, which I, oh. which I really like. Um, it's yeah. produced by Dario Argento, directed by uh, Lamberto Bava. Uh, it's in- there's a, insane. Italian there's, a sequ- there's a sequel too. Yeah. Yeah. So there's. There's Demons Two, and then there's the Church, which was called Demons Three, but they they changed the name to the Church, and then another film came out, which was supposed to be Demons Three, and then they changed the name of that, so it wasn't Demons Three. Demons Three's coming out. No, no, they're up to (laughs) they're up to Demons Six, and I think it's like no one's really sure how because all the films aren't really related. I don't think. I think apart from the first two, that's 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 two films I need to need to see Demons and Demons Two. Demons, mate, you'll love it because it's a proper heavy metal. It's a oh. horror film. It's just got like, like who's in it? So there's Billy Idol at one point. I know it's not even metal, but there's like a, I think there's like Anthrax or some sort of thrash metal sort of band pops in at some point. Insane gore. It's about uh, yeah. people go to watch a film, and then in the film, this hor- like uh, someone gets infected by demons, sort of a zombie sort of idea, and then it starts to happen in the cinema as well. And then when they try to leave the cinema, it's all bricked off. The trapped oh, in the cinema, cinema with uh, a load of demons. That Whew, good. And that's oh, and I watched <laughs> Alien. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Alien. Well, yeah. yeah, I didn't bother watching that. Yeah, I did. Oh, <laughs> yes, I did. <sighs> yeah, man, busy, uh, well, busy horror week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to do that sometimes. Sometimes you get into get into the mood where you just like, I'm just going to binge watch like load of films. Yeah. Um, I'm much I'm much better at watching film like a lot of films rather than I am at binge watching TV because I kind of feel like you watch so much of a certain show and you've seen so many hours of it. You mm. kind of feel, it really does feel like you're just over, over, overdoing it. But with a film, it's like every couple of hours, you're like, Oh, brand new, fresh. It's a new narrative. Yeah. It's a brand new thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm much, I enjoy doing that. 
Um, yeah. And I'd like, to, I'd like to do more of it. So maybe I will organise some sort of horror movie, something similar to you, maybe. Just yeah, watch, like, well, ten things in a row. After that um, last drive-in, I saw loads of people on Letterboxd were, like, making their own, like, last drive-in marathon ideas. So 12 cool. films that they would put on. I tried it, and I was like... Um, I feel like I'm being too obvious. This is going to take more thought, so I abandoned it halfway through. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I might try try it too. We should do it. We should get together and uh... yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll do official an official horror hangout one and uh, yeah, invite invite some peeps to get involved. Yeah, on the horror peeps, hangout board of advisors Facebook yeah. group. One or two of them. Peeps. A, co- a, co- a couple of peeps and some people too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So uh, we've been doing the 50 best horror movies ever. We're now on number two of the yeah. list. Number two of the list, counting down to number one, not number two of the list, as in we're on number 49. Yeah. So, uh, Alien, do you want to tell us a bit about it? Alien. So, Alien. Come Let me on, just. Alien. Uh, come on, Alien. So, Alien is a 1979 science fiction horror film directed by Ridley Scott, starring Sigourney Weaver, Tom Skerritt, Veronica Cartwright, Harry Dean Stanton, John Hurt, Ian Holm, and Yafet Koto. Yep, it's listing everybody. Uh, <laughs> so, during its return to, the, to Earth, commercial spaceship Nostromo intercepts a dis- distress signal from a distant planet. When a three-member team of the crew discovers a chamber containing thousands of eggs on the planet, a creature inside one of the eggs attacks an explorer. Lovely. Yeah. And this is what Empire have to say. Um... It's not easy to make a film that can rank among the best in the, both the horror genre and the world of science fiction, but Scott and writers Dan O'Bannon and Ronald Shusett make it, make it look easy. It wasn't simple to wrangle everything together on a relatively tight budget, but the results are all up there on the screen. The sterile environment of the Nostromo might not seem like the most inviting place of terror, but space is dark, cold and horrifying. And H.R. Giger, do you pronounce it Giger or Geiger? I would say Giger. H.R. Giger's icky creation yep. up the fright levels. And then there's that cast topped by Weaver as Alan Ripley, one of the best creations in cinema history. In the cinema or at the home, everyone will hear you scream. Uh, it's got 97% <laughs> on, our, on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, and yeah, it's a pretty fucking good film, right? What did you what did you think? In space, no one can hear you scream in space. <laughs> Uh, oh, this is this is obviously one of the best, isn't it? There's no, uh, there's like no the second best, I'd say. It's probably like the second best out of yeah. all the horror films that there yeah. are. Uh, yeah, I saw Aliens first, I believe. It was one of yeah. those in- inappropriate films that my mum let me watch. Uh, so she let me watch things like The Fly, Aliens, uh, The Thing. I think when I was like way too young, so I've got a distinct memory. My my main distinct memory is the sound. Of the of the rifles in Aliens. Yeah, it's got a very like, distinctive noise. I, I can't recreate can't it. Too, it yeah. but it's <laughs> so like, I was going to try. That's, that's quite awful. good. That's, that's <laughs> better than I was going to do. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lot better. That's a lot better. Um, that noise is like stayed. That like noise has stayed with me. And then I played like the Alien the Alien trilogy game on PS One. Yeah. So that's kind of like stayed with me. And I think Alien was a film that I kind of wasn't i mean i was aware of it but it was one that i kind of never went back to because aliens was kind of the film that i sort of enjoyed the most out of that franchise um so yeah when i went back to it which would have i'm not sure what age i was at all but yeah completely different take because obviously this is more like the very um claustrophobic focus uh, people call uh, people call it a haunted house movie in space Mm. um and then obviously aliens is just like action-packed 
yeah. horror. So, uh, but yeah, this does really combine the horror and the science fiction elements. And there's just something about the aesthetic of this film. Yeah. Everything, everything about it, not just the HR Giger stuff. Did we say Giger or Geiger? What were we no, saying? I think we're going with Giger. Giger, HR Geiger stuff. HR Geiger <laughs> stuff. Jesus. That yeah. just like all of the all of the like um, set design and the music. You're hitting uh, like the the like the head. I, I've written that exact same thing. The, <laughs> right, the, produ- okay. the production design is the winner in this film. It's just, yeah, everything exactly. is so spot on. And, and we saw it. Obviously, we saw it created in the PlayStation game Alien Isolation. And I think it was then that you really came to admire just mm. how like it's so unique because science fiction things like this, like like um, different um, screens and sort of user interfaces in science fiction, we see so many of them. But none of them have yeah. been as like iconic as this. I mean, like now, obviously, now you look at it, it looks, it doesn't look futuristic as such. Yeah. But it just gives it that sort of real otherworldly. I don't know we're in space, but real sort of like different, like a parallel universe type thing. You look at it, it's like it's the future. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like our future. It feels just like some bizarre, creepy, horrible future where these aliens with phallic heads are running about, and <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> I think this film is like I've said this about a few films on the list, but I think this film is like masterfully paced. It yeah. really, really takes its time and knows exactly when to terrify you, exactly when to make you feel. You know, you can't. You feel like you're, there's a there's a particular scene in this where Ripley's running and looking over her shoulder, over and over again, and I kind of feel like that's the way I feel for this whole film. I'm a bit yeah. like if I was there. Do you know what I mean? Screw it. It would be it'd be terrifying. And I just think a lot of the mythology as well that goes with this, androids, um, the the what 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 the dudes called in the ship, the, oh god, I can't believe I just forgot. The, the engineers. Just like all the mythology that goes with it is so mysterious that now it almost allows me to watch this film without having to think about Prometheus and without having to think about anything that came yeah. afterwards in the franchise. Yeah. You can really just look at this film as it is and still be like marveled by by the mystery of everything and real i'm thinking mm. this is terrifying but i know enough i know enough and yeah. i don't need to know anymore i don't need to know how these things were created so the fact that we got that eventually was like possibly not the best this is actually this is the second alien film we've done on the podcast we did do yeah. alien covenant didn't we yeah i think we gave it a, a c or it was it was middling Fair i think middling. we were middling and that's one yeah. of those films that i enjoyed a lot more when i watched mm. it and then afterwards I started doubting myself and realizing maybe it wasn't all that good. But I think it's because I just I love this franchise so much. Even even the bad films in this franchise, which there are some, and <laughs> but there are quite a few. But Alien I can still... uh, Three and Resurrection, I loved as a kid, and I yeah, probably exactly. couldn't yeah. I probably couldn't watch Resurrection now with the same eyes. Yeah. But uh, at the time, it was like exactly what I wanted, like some crazy action. There there are still elements of both of those films that like I enjoy simply because it's so familiar. Yeah. So, like, everything from this film and Aliens sets enough groundwork that even the films that aren't so good in the franchise, you can kind of... I start, kind of still enjoy them because they're characters that I love. Set, like, um, obviously, yeah. the whole process of the way that Aliens take their victims is... The Xenomorphs is, is bloody yeah. horrible. So my, uh, my mum and dad went to watch this at the cinema uh, when it first came out. And my dad said... I've asked him about it a few times. He said... When they went, they really had no idea what like anything about it. They'd seen the poster, they knew it was going to be scary, and then I was thinking like, imagine going into it completely like fresh, 
like you start off like in the sort of crazy spaceship and then they, they sort of land on the and there's like the crazy alien and there's the egg and then there's a little face thing and then there's a fucking thing that comes out the chest and then there's a big thing chasing him around and there's a fucking android i'm just thinking like imagine your mind would be blown because there's yeah. so many like there's so much like craziness coming at you uh and now it's like we've, it's been explained so much so like we know exactly why things are where they are but um yeah i i, I would like to, i would like to see it like from completely fresh eyes but um mm. this watching the first one is about as good as you're going to get because it's so uh contains the film mm. within itself yeah i really liked it it's good fun yeah talking of cinema my mum said she went to see aliens when she was pregnant with me and that i was milling about in her belly just like moving and shit which is quite terrifying considering <laughs> making the noise of the machine gun. that's why you still making... hear it that's yeah, when you yeah. fall asleep it's like a lullaby to you yeah <laughs> <laughs> did you did you play Alien Trilogy on PlayStation One? No, uh, I think so. We played on the Mega Drive. We had no, it was the Mega Drive. Was it? I don't know. There's an Aliens game, and yeah. we used to um, if you got killed uh, or you, there's, there's a timer running down or something. We were like five when we played this. Oh, so you, we used to hide behind a sofa, let the timer run down, and you'd hide, and it'd be like a little jump scare with like a oh. alien popping out of Ripley's chest. Oh. And we used to scream every time, ah! and then uh, yeah, like little five-year-old kids. But um, yeah, I, I haven't played Isolation either. That's one I want to get around to. I, pl- I played a, a, quite a big chunk of Isolation, but I found it incredibly difficult, and I think I just got frustrated with myself because I think I just couldn't face it because my heart rate was so high during it that I just it felt like it was it didn't feel like fun anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it just felt like agony. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was like Outlast. Like I've not played it since. So play. I got really into it and got into the habit of like preparing myself for it, and I figured out a way to be brave. But if you, if yeah. you spend any time away from it, it's difficult to go back. Yeah, because like, you I have of, to build myself remember, back up again. Can't quite remember the control. So you got that moment where you're like, oh, I can't really remember what I was doing. Bloody yeah, hell. yeah, yeah. So key players in this film: uh, Tom Skerritt plays Dallas. He's the captain of the ship. Um, he, you know, he's first in charge. He's Mr. Action Man, uh, Mr. Action Dallas. Sigourney Weaver plays Ripley. Interestingly, I noticed on this time around watching it that Ripley doesn't really do that much of the first 40 minutes or something. I think. No. There's, there's one point where she's like, asserts, we're trying to assert some sort of leadership or something. But for the most part, she uh, she's kind of a secondary ca- character for a little while. Uh, Veronica Cartwright plays the um, other lady called Lambert. Uh, I don't know where her job is. Uh, probably kitchen staff, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably there, just a little bit of eye candy for the blokes. The real characters. Science okay. officer. Joking. I don't know. Sorry. Harry Dean Stanton uh, and what's the guy called? Yafet Koto. They play uh, Brett and Parker. They're like the, the lowly working class engineers who do want to get a bit of money out of the whole thing. But... Um, they're not allowed money or something. They had the bonus scheme yep. worked. Yeah. Uh, John Hurt plays Kane. He's another guy. He's just a space officer dude. Um, yeah. Officer he, Kane. That's yeah. gotta be Kane. So uh, it was nice to see John Hurt again. He died a couple of years ago, didn't he? It's uh, nice to see him young and fresh. Yeah. Uh, Ian Holm plays Ash, who he's like a company man. He's like everyone's trying to get on with the business, and then there's this company man constantly getting involved. Yeah. Telling people what they can and can't do, even um, telling what Dallas what he can and can't do at some point. Yeah. So I mean, we get we get a very similar character in Aliens as well, don't we? The uh, the sort of company man who's like protect the assets yeah. and stuff. 
that, that acid. <laughs> and Check then we got that um, acid. I didn't I never really knew this guy's name, Balaji Badejo. Balaji Badejo. I yeah. hope I'm not butchering that name. Uh, plays someone called Al- Oh Alien. What is it? Alan. <laughs> Al Alien. Oh, he plays Ali. Oh, he's that yeah. dude. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew. I knew it was just like one dude. Um, but oh, he passed away in 1992 as well. Oh, wow. age 39. What happened? Is he, like, is he like super tall? Was he one of those people who? Yeah, I think he's just tall and long, gangly man. So he kind of like had that sort of. Yeah. Odd sort of physique. Alien. Yeah. Physique. Alien yeah. man. <laughs> I wonder how he got that job. You know, sometimes you're like, how'd you get that job? You know, like, there's a legend of where there's a whole myth where people are walking down uh, Hollywood Boulevard and someone goes, you, you're perfect. You're exactly what yeah. I need. And they're like, yeah. you, you freaky looking fucker. You're exactly yeah. what I need. <laughs> I thought you freaky little alien man. Get in <laughs> this suit right Whoa. now. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so uh, how does it start? How do you pronounce Nostromo, by the way? Because I say Nostromo, and I was like, is that right? Is it Nostromo? Nostromo, I think. Yeah, Nostromo. Okay. That sounds right. Okay. Cool. Um, so we start with the, the title credits, the title sequence, and I was like, yeah, some nice title sequence. I really like the, the title font, the way it comes in. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Get on with it. That's what I keep thinking when that's coming in. Come on. <laughs> it was. What is it was. Alian, Alien, <laughs> yeah. Alan. I want to see if I've come to the right right cinema. Yeah, we yeah we have <laughs> twenty minutes. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> um, okay, so we start with like the, this giant. It's, you know, there's no way to no way else to describe it. It's a, it's a fuck off big spaceship, and it's yeah. like massive. And I was like, wait, hang on, so there's only seven people in there. Is that? Does it seem a bit big, or does it look big? It's probably, it's probably just got a load of load of stuff in there, mate, isn't it? Load yeah. of load of tools and uh, yeah. other stuff. You can tell it's highly advanced because it's very squiggly. Like there's no smooth surfaces or anything. No, there's a lot of squiggles. Um, (laughs) So it's called a space tug, apparently. So, uh, which is also the name of something when you get lonely out there. (laughs) Yeah. So it starts with these people who uh, just waking up from a couple of space tugs. They've all been in. uh, (laughs) They've all been in hyperstasis. Uh, Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Stasis. I'm still baffled by the whole like. The whole sort of idea of it. Would you? Um, would you? Because what? Drop out for a couple of weeks stasis every now and again. Because what do you do? You have a bit of dinner, right? Because there's a bit yeah. later on when they're talking about going back into stasis. Like I'll have a bit of dinner before I go to stasis. Is that dinner just with you the whole time? Is it you, just in your belly? It's just it. No, his cheeks like a hamster. And whilst he's in, <laughs> <laughs> whilst he's in stasis, if he fancies a, like a bit of chicken, he just saw. <laughs> <laughs> It's just it's weird. It's like what what's going on in state? Like what is the food inside your belly doing in stasis? This is a really weird question for me to ask, but I didn't think about it. Is that food in stasis as well? Do you like? They defecate? must be on some sort of like IV drip or like some amniotic fluids around him or something. Next, it's weird. Next, you usually wake up actually hanging, don't you? You're like, oh, bloody you know, hell! You, you slept too long. You got a headache. Yeah, These guys must, yeah, they must feel it. Imagine that, but times one million. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh times a million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's the profen? Where's the profen? Get me a norofen. Um yeah. so then they all sort of wake up. I think it's John Hurt who gets out of bed first. Early yeah, bird to rise. Yeah. Four weeks fix, yes. <laughs> yeah, so right. It's four weeks fix. Yeah, he's he's well hungry. He's like yeah. oh. <laughs> it's two wheat a usually, three wheat a special occasion, four wheat a after stasis. Right, got it. Um so they all kind of wake up. They're all in the sort of uh, white pants and 
and uh, white shirts, and then they sort of they they sit around like a breakfast table, and it looks very low key. It doesn't look high. It's not very Star Trek, which I really like. It feels very much like an oil rig, sort of. You can imagine, yeah, people on deadliest catch between catching king and crab. They're like sitting there with these lunch boxes and stuff. It's very similar sort of uh, feel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I like it. They're on their way home. They're on their way back to Earth. They've been out tugging <laughs> somewhere. And now they're yep. on their way back. I don't know what they've tugged. Oh. Oil? Space oil? Mm. Space gold? Something? Yeah, so- something like that. Uh, some sort of delicious mineral. I don't know. Nesquik. Maybe. They just tugged loads <laughs> of Nesquik. <laughs> and, then, and then, um, so they get like a... One of them says, oh, we've got a distress signal in the other room. Uh, yeah. It's a it's a planet LV four forty six. There's it's distressed or something. Some guy down there he's falling down a well. He's yeah. tripped up. He's hurt his Help. knee. So basically, <sighs> is it yeah. around this? Is it his knee? Around about this time, they realised that they were woken up early by Mother, who is yeah. the the sort of computer program that controls because of the distress the signal, right? Because of the distress signal. So obviously, yeah. they're all a bit like, oh, can't wait to get home. It's going to be top quality. Going to yeah. catch up on all Love Island. And everything I've been <laughs> recording it, uh, and and then they realise they're about halfway home, which uh, everyone's pretty annoyed by, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And it's company policy apparently to uh, any potential dis- distress signal be investigated. And obviously, a few of them are saying, "I don't get paid enough for this shit." Yeah, Harry Dean Stanton and um, uh, Parker. Yeah, I think Parker's the other engineer guy. They they uh, they're after some. They're saying they want some bonus, but they're not allowed it. Oh, they were saying. Unless yeah. we get paid a bonus, we're not going. Um, and then a, um, Ash is like, if you check your contracts, you'll see that we have to, yeah. regardless, and you won't get a bonus. Uh, so suck it up. Um, so then they, they fly down to LV246, and they crash a little bit or something. Something snags or something mm. breaks yeah, in, they, the, in the low base. They mug themselves right off. They, 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 they hurt the ship, I was about to say. They yeah. they fucked the ship up as well, didn't they? Ow, my ship! Ow, <laughs> the bloody ship's been no. Be careful! The ship grazed its knee, um, and then so whilst they're down there, which is like uh, LB four twenty six, is this horribly doesn't like a place where anyone would be. It's a it's like I don't know Blackpool. It's almost <laughs> like bad as you know. <laughs> I knew you were gonna go from something like that. <laughs> Basically, there's a massive, great big tower in the middle, and you're like, oh bloody, what an eyesore. <laughs> Have you been to Blackpool? I have a few times, yeah. So have a you? couple of things trying to fuck my face. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing dissing it then? You obviously love it. <laughs> I remember, yeah, I told you about the time we went and uh, we played in the band and we didn't have anywhere to stay. And we stayed oh, yeah, in this yeah, you did tell me about potential crackdown. <laughs> potential crackdown, yeah. That was the yeah. name of the venue. Potential <laughs> crackdown. Did you have a go on the big one? Uh, no. Uh, the big what, what? What about the roller coaster? <laughs> Neither. Um, I remember. I remember it was good. I remember drinking a lot, and I remember walking down, looking for somewhere to stay, and all like the little B and Bs just said, uh, like occupied. And then, but like, they kept. As... But they, weirdly, they kept turning their signs around as you were sort of looking, looking in. <laughs> no, they no, looked no. at us with our instruments and went, "Not for you. We don't want your kind in here." <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. So. Uh, who goes out? Uh, John Hurt, his character Kane, uh, Dallas, 
And uh, was it still a woman? It's it's a chef. Yeah. So, so Kane, 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 and Lambert, which sounds like some sort of cigarette brand. Just... They had <laughs> they had to and investigate. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, obviously when they're on this thing, they see like this de- huge derelict, which is now is obviously a very iconic image Airplane of, pillow. of the ship. Uh, yeah, of the sh- of the ship, ship yeah. of the ship, which yeah. looks like an airplane pillow. Yeah, a massive airplane pillow. And all I keep thinking about that when I see that is, do you remember when it was rolling in Prometheus? Yeah, yeah. And Charlie's Ferran didn't realize she could just run sideways to get out of the way. She got flattened by it. But it yeah. also looks a bit like a big toilet seat, like it a big cli- a clip-on toilet seat for like a kid who's potty training. A nipple ring. A horseshoe, yeah. Um, Omega is it the sign? I think that's the Omega sign. Um, yeah. Many things it looks like. Um, if you were playing a game of whose line is it anyway with a, with a prop, you'd be doing really well so far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, I think it's pretty big as well. Maybe not as big as the Nostromo. I don't know. Maybe it's massive. So anyway, they go inside, and it's like, hang on, so who's that dude? There's a dude yeah. on the what we now call the space jockey. Uh, he's sat, he's got his helmet on, his little gas mask. It feels a bit weird now that we know exactly who, even though he seems much bigger than... Yeah, he's mahusive. He's like, yeah. he's like a big giant man, and obviously mm. he's he's dead, frozen to death. In his, See, in his, the, the yeah. idea of like not knowing anything about him and thinking like he's almost like a giant fuck-off god species thing... I find that, I find that way scarier than knowing yeah. who he is in Prometheus. And I don't like and I kind of like like thinking that perhaps this species didn't have really any connection with the xenomorph. They just like discovered them. Exactly. And it, and it killed them. Like they got infected yeah. by us. That, like, sounds, yeah, that like, sounds really scary. Like they, yeah. they found it and maybe they tried to like keep them or weaponize them or anything and it ended up killing them. I mean that's a much better story than they like created them as such. Yeah. Uh through a series of really ridiculous um, coincidences that just yeah. happened to create this perfect organism. Uh, yeah, so like the mystery of it was great. But at the same time, I didn't feel like it, as I said before, I didn't feel like it ruined this film for me that much. I could still look at it sort of subjectively. Yeah. As, as, a, as a filmo. As a filmo, yeah. And um, so at one point, Kane finds a hole in the ground or something and he says, I'm going to go down now. He gets, uh, goes down on a rope, trips up, and he finds like thousands of eggs. Um, they look like a bit like eggplant sort of shapes and stuff. Yeah, uh, so and it, it's weird that they're leathery. They are, yeah. They're leathery, moist, almost like moist, dripping. Dripping. <laughs> uh, they look like a lovely, perfect boiled egg. When you know when you sit the soldier in, and yeah. it kind of overflows all the yolk. Yeah. It's like that, but it's filled yeah. with a with a killing a horrible alien thing it's got a sort of like an anal quality on the top on the yeah i mean there's a lot of lot of sort of like sexual i mm. mean there's a lot of phallus shapes yeah. a lot of anuses probably a lot well of vaginal stuff as well hr geiger was going to going to town i mean i've i've seen a lot of his other work as well and it's all kind of the same all very sort of like uh um yeah. fetishy yeah penal 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 <laughs> um and leathery yeah, Wh- whips and chains excite me. All that sort of stuff. Oh, he's a kinky bastard, wasn't he? Yeah, but like, like we said before, like the the design is like so sort of. I think the fact that it's got a sort of sexual element to it just adds to the sort of like the sort of, uh, not the horror, but the sort of. I don't know if I want to get anywhere near that egg thing. I don't know if I want to go anywhere near that yeah, alien yeah. shit. Like, like, it's just... I mean, obviously, obviously, the sexual connotations don't just stop with the visuals. Mm. Like the way the way the alien impregnates people like yeah. 
and it, it's all very sexual. And you yeah. don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get an STI, STI from anyone, let alone um, an alien being, you know, because it's awkward. <laughs> when, it's awkward when you've got to text everyone you slept with. Yeah. I've, I think I might have had a STI from a xenomorph. So yeah, space just crabs. what I'd say, yeah. space crabs, you probably need to get tested before you yeah. go anywhere. And if you, if you have chest pains at any point, you're fucked. Yeah, don't worry about it, you're fucked. Yeah. Don't worry about it, you're fucked. Um, so <clears throat> uh, as, what's his name, John Hurt is looking at one of these eggs, it becomes kind of like translucent as well. I don't think they really did that in any of any of the other films as much as in this. Like you can see yeah. the the face hugger is the technical term. <laughs> I believe. When did it become called a, a face hugger? Is that something we the fans made up, or is that like? I don't know. I think maybe it was something we 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 the fans made up. Because one's got like xenomorph, like it's a very sort of scientific. So sort of, this is the xenomorph, and what's that? Oh yeah, it's the face uh, hugger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a face cuddler. It's the um, face hugger. I mean, it doesn't yeah. hug. I mean, it hugs your face, but at the same time, it does unspeakable yeah, things. Yeah, it's a very rapey way to. Say, that's a very rapey hug. It's very rapey. I, I used to find I used to find these kind of a little bit more scary than because these are very like obviously like spider like, yeah. lizard like, um, and obviously it's got like a vagina on it on its underside. Very <laughs> hand like as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's loads of creepy things sort of all combined. And even though the xenomorph is like a great design and it is super super creepy. I think these face huggers are bloody horrible as well. It's like spiders that jump. Like I, I can if cat if cat says there's a spider in the bathroom, I'm, I'm happy to pick him up and stuff. But it's the ones that jump are like too fast. Oh yeah, and it's like ooh, ooh, Jesus. Only, only time for that. And especially the ones and, that try to have sex with me. Just yeah, the ones <laughs> too too forward. All right, mate. <laughs> You're not even supposed to be in my house, let alone in my body. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay. So oh, oh, but also the worst possible thing as well. They got bloody acid blood. Jesus, yeah, as if these yeah. things can get any worse. Yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kill you. Brilliant. Oh no, you've got acid blood that eats through 900 floors. Yeah. Uh, so as John Hurt is inspecting the egg, uh, one of these things jumps out, jump scare. Uh, the facehugger gets on his, uh, on his mask, on his like spacesuit, and then um. Then they sort of go back to the ship. It's it's weird because we don't that happens, and then we don't really see too much from that on and that point on until they're inside the ship. No, so we don't see the aftermath. We don't see Dallas and Lambert sort of go in to help him um, yeah. and bringing him back to Nostromo. We kind of just see as soon as as soon as they get back to the ship and they try to bring him aboard. Obviously, Ripley is giving out the old quarantine regulations. I mean, so this is the first point I think Ripley really comes into like as an active character. She yeah. says you're not allowed to bring him on because it goes against protocol. Like you've got like an alien infected dude we can't bring in yeah. on the ship come on man I know we got an alien infected dude you're not dude, even but I... allowed to go to like uncontacted tribes without like certain regulations because yeah. like people die like we get like space colds and flus and whatever space, space colds yeah come on man I know he's been infected by an alien but I can vouch for him he's a cool guy <laughs> just bring him in he's bring him in no 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 he's not allowed in he's not allowed in yeah but I know you're superior and I'm gonna yeah so yeah, uh, is oh it's Ash, isn't it, who just overrides yeah. uh, and lets him in? Um, yeah, Ash. Obviously, that's the first point. So you start to feel a bit suspicious of Ash. What's yeah. his agenda here? He's just letting him in. Well, because if anyone was yeah. gonna like, he's he's obviously he's the company man. You'd think if anyone was gonna be um, cool with the quarantine regulations. It would be Ash, but he's the one yeah. who just basically underhands her. I mean, that's a bit, yeah. it's a bit sexist at that point. And it's, oh, woman in charge, is it? Don't think so, mate. 
open a door. Yeah. Um, and then Ash, with his little red hat and his Pokeball, it's like, he, we know he wants to do something with that. He wants to catch it or something. Uh, yes. And it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh, they bring one board. I think it cuts to a little bit later. Oh, no, when it... So Harry Kane is on the table. <laughs> Harry Kane's on the table going, you've had, a good, you've had a good World Cup, mate, but you've got yeah. a bloody alien on your face now, and it's Russian. <laughs> yeah. So they got um, Kane on the table. Um, Ash and Dallas, I think it is, are trying to get this thing off his face. Um, and that's when they cut, use like a space laser to cut at the leg. Like it looks like a proper long finger. Um, and then the acid pops out. And then he goes, oh, but yeah, uh, and that squirts down many floors. And then he realizes yeah. can't, they just can't take, he's going to melt the dude's face off if we try and, also trying to like strangle him if you try and take it off, it it tightens yeah. up. It's a real, it's a real dirty bastard, isn't it, really? Like, yeah. uh, it's a real, he's got himself into a right pickle. So they're just like, we're just basically going to have to leave it. Um, do they really know why, they, leave it until when? And they're just going to leave it until... <clears throat> I think they pretty much decide to put him in a sort of stasis that need to like yeah. deal with so it later sort of thing. Deal with it later. When we get home, yeah. uh, we'll go, oh, great, guys, you've all got back from a... You've all, to be fair, it would have been a good idea. They would, they would have averted a lot of bother it would, hmm. if they would have just done that. What, frozen? Oh, well... They could have been infected here if they... If they uh... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Bloody that's a good Earth. point. Bloody Earth. Fuck it, you know? Yeah, what else? What should they have done then? Just melted his face off. No, <laughs> he, he was he was already impregnated with the thing, so they yeah. might as well have just flamethrowed the shit out of both of them. Yeah, I mean, if it was the thing, they would have done that. Because uh, yeah, that's the answer to everything, right? Yeah. Um, so they leave it anyway. And they go, let's deal with him later, and then um, and then they come back, and it's left his face, um, yep. and they see him in the corner smoking a cigarette. <sighs> Uh, yeah, was <laughs> um, that good? Was that good for you? Yeah, but then yeah. It's, it's it's on its own and it's dead, isn't it? Yeah, flopping about like a dead thing, like a dead fish. 
Uh, and then they dissect it. Ash, that's when we see his vaginal qualities. Yep. Does he say that? Does Ash say? I reckon it's laid an egg. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure if he does. He just kind of goes, "Oh, it's like a bloody vagina in there, Jesus." Yeah. I feel like a gynecologist at an orgy. <laughs> so he, uh, uh, I think they just kind of think like, okay, well, Harry Kane's getting up now. Yeah. So he kind of wakes up and he's just like a little bit, oh bloody hell. That was a quite an ordeal, but they're kind of like, "Oh, thank God you're all right, mate." Like, yeah. no, no one suspects anything other than the fact he's just survived some sort. An alien's yeah. attacked him, but now it's let go, and that's it. What else can you do? I mean, I probably would have quarantined him for a little while before yeah, they invited they, him to they, cough all over their food. Yeah, they they pretty much invite him straight back to dinner. They go, look, we got a load of uh, spaghetti hoops, yeah. and we're all going to eat it before we all go back into a lovely relaxing stasis. Yeah, yeah, and get back, get back home. Thank God. This whole ordeal with the alien is over. Yeah. So they're eating their meal. Someone's John Hurt's eating his Weetabix. Uh, yeah. About halfway through, he starts to starts to get <clears throat> his Weetabix is a bit claggy. <laughs> he can't put any milk on it. He's just <laughs> yeah. literally eating, eating the driest Weetabix ever. <laughs> yeah. it's, like pure, it's like pure dust. <laughs> Did you notice? I'm <laughs> changing the subject completely. Did you know that some people butter their Weetabix? No, no, they don't. Yeah, that's not a thing. a thing. What do you mean? To help it slide it's down like a snake? Apparently, <laughs> yeah. A bizarre snack was revealed in the survey of the nation's most unusual eating habits. So, um, some there were some weird, there were some weird concoctions. One of them was a Mars bar sandwich. But uh, hmm. yeah, See, one I of can, them. I could picture that because bread is just go either way, sweet or sour. But uh, peanut butter oh. and bacon sandwich. I feel that's good. I've heard peanut butter with a pickle on a sandwich is meant to be surprisingly tasty. That's interesting. Isn't Gherkins it? and ice cream is another one, but yeah, buttered Weetabix is is one of them as well. Which uh, you know, that's a little bit, little bit non, little bit mental, isn't it? <clears throat> what I don't understand. So is it a fair bit of butter and they kind of mixing it like whisking it up or something? Or no, I think it's just buttered on top, as in like, as in like the, a bread. You know, using the Weetabix as if it was like a rivita of sorts and buttering it. But it's too drying. Uh, <laughs> I know it is. Some, some, You're gonna have to have some serious butter on there to stop some it. Some people out there are enjoying this, dude. <laughs> right? And do you know yeah. what you should do? Just let them enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how mental it is. Yeah. Okay. If you if you give it if you give it a coating of sort of margarine, you could. I don't know. It's just too much for me. Uh, okay, so halfway through, he's like, "This is too claggy." Uh, uh, Parker, isn't it Parker? The, the one of the uh, engineers is like, dude, the food's not that bad. Uh, yeah, he yeah, goes, he does pretty much say that. Yeah. Hey, man, that, this food ain't that bad. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then his, his, his chest pops. It's uh, it's pretty pretty effective little scene. Uh, I think it's maybe one of the most iconic scenes I think you can ever think of, actually. Yeah, because we've seen this dozens of times since, but this is still... The, the sort of best and the most iconic one. Again, this film's a mas- masterfully paced, but even this sequence is masterfully paced because yeah. there's choking, convulsing, people holding him down, him just like screaming, and suddenly we just get this, this sort of like splash of blood yeah. on his chest before the actual burstage. And then yeah. after the burstage, the one iconic and horrible thing for me is John Hurt's fingers in the background when he's like twitching. Uh, okay. yeah. He's like immediately dead. Isn't that isn't so? Again, my parents they were to watch this, they had no idea what the fuck were they thinking was happening <laughs> at this point. 
What even is this? Yeah, dildo pops out of this guy's stomach. Also, did you know um, uh, Lambert's reaction? The the woman, she um, the blood like properly splashed on her face. I saw or read a little bit a little while ago that she didn't know they hadn't told her what the actress what was going to happen. So when oh. it pops and like you see her reaction, and you hear her voice. She sounds like genuinely like, oh god, is yeah, that, is exactly. That's that. that. Yeah. That's saying that. Yeah. Oh it's, god. It's like a genuine like, oh my god, I don't understand. What, oh what's my god, happening. have you actually killed a man for this film? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So obviously she tries to. Is it her or one of them tries to like kill it or hit it with something or? I think I someone tries to kill it immediately, yeah. and Ash goes, "No, yeah. don't hurt it. Don't touch it." Yeah, and then it and then it kind of just like it's runs icky. off. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably this like sort of like a, a like it's so sudden like we don't see the wave, but it just seems to sort of like slide across the floor. Yeah, it's um yeah. Oh, and don't it grow up quick though? I mean, no, the xenomorph grows up quick these days, doesn't it? I mean, like one minute, twenty four hours, right? It's like within twenty four hours, it goes yeah. from being a tiny little baby one to mm. uh, a big, tall, muscular, penis yeah. shape. Also, Penis notice shape. how from here on out, everyone is always sweaty. Like, yeah. from here on out, the, the shit must get very hot. I don't know yeah. why. Like, everyone's always sweating after this point. They're just like, slam the aircon on. No, I ain't got time for that. Uh, we, we all oh, might die maybe at any point. Maybe it's because the uh, alien is in the AC, is in yeah, the aircon. It. Yeah, awesome. breaking it. <laughs> Up in your AC, breaking your shit. <laughs> <laughs> Up in your AC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so then yeah. That we get a little while where they're sort of trying to... They're trying to sort of find it, aren't they? Yeah. Um, trying to locate it, capture it. Nets, cattle We're like a box of uh, cat food, cat pebbles. Yeah. Here. <laughs> and then um, then, we, then there is actually a cat. Um, what's his name? Jones. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton's character. Um, well, the cat he... is Jones, isn't he? Oh, okay. What's... Jones is the cat. Harry Dean Stanton is Brett. Ah, okay, Brit. Okay. You know, Brit, like Britney. Brit. No, no, Brit. Brit. No, like Britney. Oh, yeah. no, Brit. Oh, no. Your beard is good, <laughs> and your, then your, um, your alien, your 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 alien's good. So they uh, take <laughs> to, uh, the two engineers and Ripley are searching for him in like the lower levels. Very creepy, uh, kind of again like oil riggy. Lots of like water coming out from somewhere. I don't know why. why there's yeah, water yeah, I find that weird. There's yeah. like water pouring down, which yeah. Brett sort of has a little shower in. Yeah, which is um, nice. Has a little strip down. Uh, so at some point he's looking for the cat Jones. He's Jones is scared one of them, uh, and he's he's run off. And Harry uh, stands is looking for the cat. And does as the cat, does the, sorry, does the cat go into stasis as well? He must do. We don't, we don't see it come out of stasis. It's got like oh. a cat flap in the side of the ship, and he just goes uh, in unless, there. Yeah, <laughs> unless it just like they've because otherwise they get hungry, wouldn't it? I mean, it unless... would die. Like. Maybe they've got one of those machines where it can it puts this food. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's good thinking. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll never know secrets of Alien that we need to find out. Does Jones go into stasis as well? He's a prick, though, isn't he? Jones. He's always like muck. He's always scaring people. He's always like yeah, ro- roaming about. Yeah, he's a he's a moggy, isn't he? He's a wild cat. Moggy back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so. As poor old Aridine Stanton is looking at this cat, uh, the cat like starts hissing, and then we get <clears throat> the xenomorph pops down from behind and yep. kills him. But like, we get the first shot of like the dripping mouth, constantly dripping mouth, salivating, uh, salivating. So oh, I'm gonna fucking eat you. Oh, I ain't eating it. I ain't <laughs> yeah. eating anything all day. I just got a lovely lasagna in a microwave. 
yeah. 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 I've just grown to an adult in 24 hours and I'm fucking yeah. starving. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when, when you have a lovely dinner, do you open your mouth and a, ti- a tiny little Luke head comes out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes, yeah. My tiny, my tiny Luke uh, pops out every now and again for a meal. <laughs> Just pops out to say hello and then it goes back down below. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> this the design of the mouth is bizarre, really. I mean, it's got a sort of a Pez sort of quality to it now. When I look at it, it's very square, this thing that comes out. But like, it's still yeah. scary. It's still, like again, like mind-boggling. <laughs> And here, here, I think we see the alien in a lot more positions that we don't see in the rest of the franchise. It's very upright, isn't it? It's a yeah. very upright a lot. There's a lot of upright bits, a lot of sort of very humanoid sort of like reaching and grabbing yeah. and things where I think in aliens we saw a lot more on all fours, more sort of like lizardy yeah. sort of creepy things. And I don't think they kind of went back to this. Um, I think it kind of stayed like that. And then obviously in all the newer isn't films it, as isn't well. Isn't it to do with like who their face hooker you know, has sex with. Like, it depends on because I can't remember where they would have come from in Aliens, but yeah, Alien Three was a dog, I think. Yeah, so it takes on sort of like weird, sort of traits of them. Yeah, yeah. Any resolution, so I really can't really remember where they got those animals from in that one. Yeah, they're on. They're swimming at one point, weren't they? Yeah, tadpoles. Tadpoles. <laughs> uh, Michael Phelps. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so. Harry Dean Stanton has been done. It's he gets brutal. kind of taken up, taken off up into the rafters, and there's like chains yeah. hanging down and all that. And obviously, all the rest of the crew come in to find him, realize he's he's fucked right off. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, they all gather, I think, in the meeting room. They're all sweating now, really getting hot and bothered. And they're like, "What should we do?" Well, someone says, "Pass me a flamethrower." <laughs> I think. Yeah, pass me a flamethrower, <laughs> mate. That's how we're gonna sort. Yeah. Have you have you not seen the thing? Even though that's like three years later. Yeah. In, in the thing, you know, that's how they deal. That's how we deal with things around there. Alien beings just burn the it's shit. That's how it is. So they're like, it's fucking hot. It's in the fucking AC. And then, yeah. uh, and then they sort of uh, go in. Uh, what's his name? Has Dallas, Captain Dallas, goes with the flamethrower into the. It's it's got the like a little thing that beeps when something moves nearby. Is that how yeah, it works? So it's the motion tracker thing, isn't it? Yeah. Beep. 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 Oh god, someone's reversing. That's all it is. <laughs> someone's reversing. Yeah. yeah. Uh so he goes into the the air vents to, to find this thing. Um and then we got those things where like uh we could see the dot like the Pac-Man sort of uh view POV, Pac-Man yep. of view. Um and then it it's <laughs> no it was because like he's trying to get away from him, we don't know where it is, and he said it should be right on top of you. And then it suddenly flashes. Yeah. Got a, everyone's got like a strobe effect at times, and it sort of just sort of reaches out. It does a proper yeah sort of. Uh, it does a proper. Him. I just want to cuddle. <laughs> yeah. Cuddle, uh, he wants mate. a hug. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we don't see we don't see anything that will happen to Captain Dallas. No. Nope. See how it how it disposes of him. No. Nope. Uh, yeah. Just we just realised that he he's got gotted. He's been gotted. Uh, so now okay i think we, this is coming towards the towards the middle of the second act and i think this is where ripley really starts to step up right yeah so yeah so, so i think um, lambert is get panicking a little bit she's like we should all abandon ship es- escaping the, the the little escape um the little small shuttle they've got yeah. ripley's like ain't gonna take four of us mate so she's like let's draw straws oh that sounds like a great game 
Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to be left on my own on the ship with an yeah. alien. Oh, Great. I'm well yeah. happy about this. Best of three? Best yeah. of five? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just like... So, yeah, then they pursued a plan, which is basically to just flush out the alien. Um, so, but then Ripley does a little bit of... She does a little bit of digging. Does a little mm. bit of detective work in the background. Goes to Mother's... Um, yeah. Soul goes to get, goes into the middle, mother's like the central hub with the computers and stuff. There's yeah. a little bit of digging, and luckily there's some protocol with the computers where if you type in the right thing, it'll just tell you yeah. what the secret plan is. The password. The password. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it tells her. Oh, that's what it says. So it says the main thing of this mission was to get the perfect organism, and all the staff are expendable. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Is- and as she, as she's doing that, uh, what's his name like? <laughs> Is behind there. He's got a, like a copy of Nuts magazine or something. He's sort of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. He's sort of like what's that? What's that called? Scrunching it up, and he's yeah. bad he girl. Bad. <laughs> bad girl. Naughty, naughty, yeah. naughty, naughty. <laughs> she's pooed in the corner and just puts her face in it. Yeah. Don't do that again. Yes. Yeah, so obviously, he starts throwing her about like back and forth, a bit like yeah. WWE, sort of like big, big yeah. sort of throws, and then obviously you realise hey, someone ain't quite right about him. He's yeah. kind of like he's gone emotionless. Yeah. Um, he's kind of just fighting, and he tries to shove the magazine in a tries to shove the magazine in her gob. Yeah, so he's like rolled it right up tight, and he's trying to like jam it into her throat. Yeah, I suppose which, that uh, was that. Would that kill you? I guess. It... Well, I guess if it chokes you, then that's it. But yeah. yeah, so Parker intervenes, and they all sort of start fighting him, and they sort of smash him about. But then he's got uh, Parker's got like some sort of heavy pole uh, or something, fire hydrant or something, right? Fire hydrant. Yeah, yeah, and he just smashes. Uh, ash in the head, and it knocks his head loose, and he's like, clearly, when we was revealed, he's an android. Yeah. Um, Again, so knocked... I just pictured my mum and dad like, what? <laughs> What's <Ding>! happening? <laughs> yeah. With with milky blood as well. Yeah. Which is again another another sort of really good, um, and iconic sort of yeah. uh, d- decision that has been made for the for the sort of for the look of this film, and it's great because it does look it looks bloody horrible. Interesting, but, you know. Um... Looking at the technology in the rest of the the ship and stuff, it's all very old CRT monitors, like little uh, views, uh, like stack rack mount sort of devices and whatever. And then the inside of the Android is like, uh, I don't know what what they are like. It's like cables, but there's also like little they look like blown like condoms sort of there. Like yeah. it looks like <laughs> it looks like the inside of like a bleached orange segment or something. Doesn't look description. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, then they basically yeah. after Ash's head has been lopped off, they like they jump start it. <laughs> He's pretty much dead, but then yeah. they jump start it yeah. um, to try and sort of get Hot some him. information yeah. from him, even though he's just like a severed head. And he says that he was assigned to ensure that the creature survived, which makes you kind of think, bloody hell, this is like a quite an intense sort of plan. We're going to send these guys to space, then they're going to intercept this. It's just all a bit intense, isn't it? So I'm assuming yeah. that there was there wasn't a distress signal at all. That well, you at think any that's point. what they um yeah, that's good. So was that the entire reason they went out? Maybe that's why they weren't tugging anything. Yeah. I don't know what they were coming back from. It, yeah. They, they probably had to do something, but it was obviously just yeah. some sort of some sort of ploy. Goose chase. But then Yeah. But then he sort of t- he talks about the xenomorph a bit, saying it like it's unhindered by conscience or morality. I love it. I, I bloody love, love this <laughs> organism. It's got an organism all over you. And yeah. he says he says they've got like no chance against the perfect organism. 
and uh, obviously Ripley cuts off his power, but like uh, slaps, sort of like slaps him in the face. But when she does that, it like cuts yeah. away, and it's, it's clearly like a like a prosthetic like a fake thing. Prosthetic. Yeah, yeah. It looks a bit weird. He's a bit like, yeah, hello. And then Parker uh, burns <laughs> the shit out of him again. Yeah, and then like the, the, the skin um, sort of peels away to reveal the sort of um, android head beneath. It's it's, it's really effective. It's, it's very good. Um, yeah. So at this point, Lambert and Parker get dead. I'm trying to remember what happens to them. They... So, yeah, so Parker and Lambert are killed by the creature. They're sort of gathering supplies and the creature comes down. Lambert kind of just looks up at it screaming for bloody ages. Yeah. Then then the alien kind of grabs hold of Parker's throat like the Undertaker. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Strangling, you Trace little man. shit. Yeah. Yeah, so then they basically both get killed. And then um, Ripley initiates... When, now, now Ripley's the last last one left. She's the final girl in this... Uh, yeah. In this uh, sci-fi jaunt. Um, another, going back to the Android stuff, I do like mm. the undercurrent of the like androids being so sort of drawn to the xenomorph um i think that's a really good a really good sort of feature within this franchise i know obviously we get a lot of it in the later films with michael fassbender's character yeah uh, david but i like I, I do like the undercurrent of having these androids there and how to like the undercurrent the androids are almost like the undoing of the humans just as much as the xenomorph yeah they're like they're um just as much as the enemy is it's the alien, yeah, yeah, and it, it's interesting because they, um, like the way uh, Ash was talking about uh, the Xenomorph, saying how perfect it is, like that, like you said, like that sort of relationship with them, sort of appreciating the aliens. Apart from Bishop, I don't think Bishop. No, I think too, Bishop, too Bishop was all yeah. right, wasn't he? Bishop was yeah. like, "You aliens, you suck." Yeah, not a fan. I don't care for him. Um, he was so, a better model, though. Obviously, he was a more yeah. advanced model. He was good at doing that knife thing. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> by the way, did you know the, the story of how James Cameron pitched Aliens? Uh, don't think so. So, Alien had done really well. Apparently, this is true. Yeah, but it, it might not be. Who knows? Uh, so, James Cameron said he went into the room to pitch the sequel, and he wrote the word Alien on the on the whiteboard, <laughs> and he went like this, and he put an S, and then he looked around the room, and he went, hey, and, then, hey. and then he drew, and then he drew two lines. Down the middle of the S to make a dollar sign. Oh, and then apparently that's the what? And then he wrote part two, yeah. part three, part four, <laughs> part five, part six. It's the new Avatar. Yeah. Want to do... And then blue people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, that's, is that legit? He did that with the S and the dollar sign. I, I legitimately I like... heard about it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I believe you, mate. If that's the case, I believe you. Wait, did you hear about? Someone I legitimately got me. a memory of that one time hearing about something similar to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's exactly. just all the, all, the, all the evidence I need. Exactly, yeah. Uh, okay, so at this point, Ripley is alone. I think the ship is about to blow up. Yeah. So I think she tries to stop it from blowing up. Yeah, she's trying to stop it. So she's like, she's going to go with the, sh- take the cat. She's like, come on, Jonesy, let's get out of here. Um, but yeah, she, tr- she tries to abort the self-destruct. Do you know why that is? I don't know. I, 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 I think I think it's when she realizes the aliens blocking her path to the shuttle that she's going, "Oh bloody hell!" I'll take it back. Okay. So yeah. she tries she tries to abort it, but she's like, she kind of does do it in time, but it doesn't doesn't register, does it? The ship like continues to say, "I'm still gonna um, self destruct here, mate." 
I don't care what you type in me. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway, yeah. Mother, yeah. you slag. Yeah. Uh, so, she, she gets into the escape pod. I think she realizes that she left Jones out. Would you go back for the cat? If you knew there was a killer alien... <laughs> It's hard to say, in it? We don't Depends know what kind of relationship you've got with this cat. <laughs> exactly, yeah. 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 I mean, if it's if it's her cat, I can see the bond. But if it's just... Oh, it's the fucking moggy ship cat that... Uh, I might go, Jones, come on. Well, I tried. He's fucking <laughs> pooed all over that <laughs> workshop downstairs. Um, yeah. He keeps pissing on my clothes. Fuck him. Uh, but anyway, she goes back for him, gets back in the in the escape pod. Uh, the escape pod leaves in Ostromo. We see the Nostromo implode. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, insanely then... implodes. Insanely implodes. That's a band name. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so, and then we get the idea, like, it's done. We're done now. This is the film done. Yeah. Alien she escaped. Death. Thank yeah. God. Um, I mean, it would have been a great ending, but yeah. no. It's weird that we see the alien. <laughs> when we see it, it's just like taking a nap. It's just like yeah. hiding Yeah. Is it out. taking a nap? Because I, I remember I used to think it was like stuck. I don't know. I don't know why. I used to think it was like kind of stuck somewhere. And I mean, it clearly, obviously, is it, was it asleep? I think, well, I always thought it was like a. Having a nap. It, like asleep, but in sort of like insectoid way. Like uh, insects like to get in like little, like under little corners and little nooks and crannies and stuff. I thought it was like that. But um, maybe it's stuck. I, su- I suppose it needs to have a sleep now and again. It's been going around murdering loads of people. I'm tired. It, it needs a rest. Oh, I'm yeah. tired. I have a hot milk and get myself yeah. to bed. So yes, Bath Ripley and puts bed. on <laughs> Bath and bed, mate. So Ripley puts on a spacesuit. Um, begins like doing a load of stuff to try and get it out. Like what's mm. she doing? Like flushing the air ducts. Um, yeah. yeah, and then it then it sort of comes out and goes. I was bloody sleeping, you bitch. You bloody bitch. She pops the airlock. Um. He flies out, but he's sort of latching on the, the alien, the xenomorph. is yeah. like, I ain't going nowhere, it's, bitch. It's persistent, I ain't going it? nowhere, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, she shoots the grappling hook into its into its middle. Um, and it, but it, again, it's still like, hanging on. And it is a bit weird. You know when we see the... Again, it reminds me, it's very insectoid, the way it moves. Like We see the outside of the ship, and we see it sort of crawling into one of the exhaust air ducts. Yeah. Air ducts thing. And it's like the way it sort of moves like in like in space... Just looks like a very parasitic sort of little creature, sort yeah. of thing. So it can survive um, in 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 sort of space as well, like uh, yeah, in the vacuum of space. It, what is it breathing? Is it old? Was it old in its breath? Obviously, it ain't breathing. Maybe. I mean, um, so did you know that you? I don't, again, I don't know if this is completely true. Did you know that uh, you can drown a fly and put it like take it out of the water, uh, put it back on the table, leave it, uh, and then as its tubes. Uh, as the water drips out of the tubes, it's back alive. Like it can be like unconscious like that. For also, you can freeze a bee. Um, yeah, I think I've then, read this before. Yeah, you yeah. can put a little little string on it and t- take it for a walk. Isn't that right? <laughs> yeah, you can. You've done that. <laughs> no, I did. I did it once, and then my grandma came around, and I was like, "I'm not normally like this, grandma." Is this real? But, uh, yeah, we had we had a bee on a like a lead, oh. <laughs> and then my dog at the time, Dylan, put it with a toy, and he's trying to get at this bee. Um, eventually we let it go, but grandma, uh, I'm not usually like this. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. yeah, but it's it's interesting though. It's difficult to tie the little noose noose not sorry around the uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a little noose around its neck. Yeah, and then and then so the film basically, yeah, the, the alien gets blasted off with the engine exhaust, 
see you later, mate. Off, off you go. And then uh, uh, Ripley records a final log entry, which isn't going to shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then she 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 puts her, oh here we go it says she places herself on the cat into stasis for the trip to home surf so cat's in stasis with her okay cool um yeah she finishes the blog posts that and then she's good to go and that's the end of the film credits roll it was pretty good are you ready for some trivia yeah okay number one um so it just says that many producers have professional readers in quotation marks that read and summarize scripts for them. Uh, the reader in the case uh, for Alien, he wrote, it's like what, but in space. So he references to a different film. It's like what, but in space. Oh, it's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but in space. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Is he, is, is he saying another horror film? Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think about what came before this. Did Halloween come before this? It did. Think, think of like a stalking thing. Uh, Psycho? No, I don't know. Go on. Hit me with it. Jaws came out in 1975. Oh, no. That's it's obvious. Like, it's like, well, well, that's what he said. Um, I yeah, I know, but I mean, I should have known. That's <laughs> oh, what I mean. Okay. I should have known. That's obvious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard that. I've definitely heard that before. You're going to be giving yourself a Chinese burn later. <laughs> Stupid Ben. <laughs> oh, an English burn, mate. <laughs> um, okay, number two. Uh, so there's a the, there's a phrase about the film. Which one of these is correct? In space, no one can hear you scream. In space, nobody got no ears. In space, nobody can hear you scream. Or in space, no Bobby can hear you scream. <laughs> Bobby, like you, Bobby Brown, or a police officer? Is that what you mean? Like a? I don't know. It's just what it says. Are you asking me like which of these are like true? Because like no one could probably hear you scream in space as well as scream. <laughs> no. What was the What was the correct? In space, no no one can hear you scream in space. No one or nobody? Nobody. No, in in space, nobody can hear you scream. In space, no one can hear you... Fuck. They both sound right. Nobody. Uh, well, I've got it in here, nobody, but I, I, I'm doubting that I wrote that down right. Uh, okay, sure you got that right. You're an unreliable um, narrator, you are. Number three. <laughs> unreliable quizzer. Number three. What year does the film take place? 20, no, 22, 34. It is. <laughs> Googling it. <laughs> no, 21, 22. Oh. You, you, you were pretty close. I'm just uh, Googling the tagline to see which one. In oh. space, no one can hear you scream. Is it, no 22, 20, is it 21, 22, is it? They just literally plucked a number out of nowhere, didn't they? They went, well, it's in the future. What should it be? 21, 22? Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> Um, okay, so for the awakening from the hypersleep segment at the start of the film, uh, Veronica Cartwright and Sigourney Weaver had to cover up their what with surgical tape? Nippy, nippies, nippy noo-noos. Correct. They had to cover up their nippy noo-noos with surgical tape so no one could see them through the through the white tops. Um, Good. Uh, last one, maybe a bit of an obvious one, but, you know, why not finish on this? What was the alien's real name? Um, Bolaji Badesia, was that right? No, not the cast. Like, what was, was the aliens called? You mean Xenomorph? Incorrect. It was Eileen. Anyway, so to grade the film, fuck's <laughs> sake, Eileen the alien. Was it definitely female? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, number uh, number six. What grade will you give the film? 
Is that a question? Is that part of the quiz now, is it? It's not part of the quiz, but it is a question for you. Oh, ooh, it's an interesting question. Um, yeah, I was just trying to like trying to think of this film up against like the other sort of big hitters that we've reviewed and the big hitters yeah. that I enjoy. Um, so I probably wouldn't go for an A+. But I'm happy to settle with a solid, a higher level, than a, than a, solid, a solid A for Alien. I went for the same thing. Maybe it's because it's called Alien. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, as I needed yeah. to. Yeah, like A+. Plus. It's not one of those, like, obviously, I absolutely love this film. Mm. Um, it is superb in probably all areas. In all the you ways. Know? It's yeah. great. But it is, it is definitely one of those films. Like, I'm not, it's hard to, even though it's a sequel, it's hard to measure up against Aliens. It really is. Because they're very, very different films. But, like, if I was going to go, I'm going to watch one of the films from the Alien franchise. Aliens mm. I would go to probably first all the time the way, but this, the way, but this is well, a close second the way, the way i'm seeing it is so an a for me is a film that is like so good so perfect in every single way um that I, you know I watch it whenever it comes on but an a plus that's reserved for the films that are like oh my god they got like what something about that film is like really yeah like affects those, me in a certain way yeah, yeah. one of those this, films that like you just have to tell people about and when when you talk about it as one of your favorites you yeah. can r- ramble and ramble and ramble. And, and Alien is not quite there for me, but mm. it is obviously all a, a very near-perfect film. Exactly, yeah. So uh, <coughs> next week, we're not going to do the uh, <coughs> wheat bix <coughs> So, <coughs> oh, my chest. Next week, we're not going to be doing number one on the list. We're not going to be going to The Shining just yet. Um, I think we're going to do no. a couple of weeks' worth of honourable mentions yeah, um, and maybe one dishonorable mention. I don't know. Yeah, that could be good. We'll see how it goes. We'll we'll delay the inevitable um, review of number one as as long as possible, just just for just for yeah. like drum, just for dramatic <laughs> effect, yeah. dramatic pause, like they do on like TV shows when they go. And the winner is, and it just shows nine close-ups of different people's faces for exactly. twelve minutes. <laughs> We're pretty much going to do that. But we like Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z fight where they're powering up for the final <laughs> fight <laughs> for like yep. twelve episodes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so are you going to go first? Did you want to pick? I think you said the fly. I can go first. Yeah, uh, might be a good one to do. Yeah. Let's, so my my honourable mention will be well, obviously a film that didn't appear on the list um, of the top fifty horror movies ever. It's the fly, starring Jeffrey Goldblum. It's good as well because we haven't had any David Cronenberg films in this list, and you kind of need to. And the fly is a perfect film. Like, Fucking great! I'm not seen it in a long time as well, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so I might watch that, and I might watch, I might watch the sequel as well because I, I like don't the know if I've, I don't know if I've seen it. So I think it's, uh, from what I remember, it's in like bizarre, insane. Uh, I don't remember it being particularly good, but I remember enjoying it for what it was. There we yeah. go. That's all you need, mate. Yeah, you got okay. you got to enjoy life until what it is. A, yeah. inevitable death. I don't know if it's good but you know you're gonna enjoy it for what it is <laughs> you know what it is good yeah. but i mean it's a pa- passage of time yeah Don't passage of time exactly yeah okay uh the show is brought to you by hawk and cleaver head over to hawk and and grab a free book become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and that's right cleaver uh thanks to kovacs <laughs> Carmen for our theme music thanks to acast for hosting the podcast show thanks to the listeners if you enjoyed the show give us a five-star rating review in itunes and remember to subscribe once again thanks to my co-host benjamin barker <laughs> Ben Arrington for being a real hoodoo. Oh, Benjamin well, Barker. Like. Benjamin Barker. Oh, Sweeney Todd. Benjamin That's where that came from. Barker. 
Do you like uh, Sweeney Todd? Mr. Ben. I love a bit of Sweeney Todd, yeah. Of course I do. Yeah. Rest in peace, Johnny Depp, or at least his career. Uh, see you later then. <laughs> Daddy, bye now. Doodle pip. Bye bye. It's true. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.